All right, what's cracking, everybody? Happy Monday, 322-21, p.m. out here in the door at Far Par, Champaign, Urbana, Illinois. Um, yeah, I literally just, uh, you know, I, I was having trouble, like, what to come up with this podcast. I literally, like, I, I've been studying all day. I've been watching the markets a little bit, but that does not have been, that was not my priority all day. Got a, got a big test tomorrow morning that I'm studying for. But anyway... So like I, I'm I'm looking at some like cause there's some big data came out today and of course I saw that I'm following the action I'm always following the action but not as like vividly as like I usually do not as actively just like you know being an active participant watching it going crazy texting people probably just blowing up their phones like what the why is this kid so obsessed with the market um, anyway so like today I wasn't really doing that but I was fu- coming up with some data. And like, you know, to prove my thesis, my points, you know, I started to put out like a big podcast on like my whole thesis this weekend, special edition. I didn't get to it because I was studying this whole weekend. And like with the times that I was like trying to crack this code, I couldn't because it would hurt my head. And the market is so messed up and confusing that, um, that I, I literally it, it, like, um, I was like, I'm gonna waste my like my whole all my whole day if I if I just focus on this stuff. So anyway, I'll get into the disclaimer. I'll get into the action today, and I'll get into like the kind of cracks that I'm finding right now, and um, I'm gonna add add points to my whole thought. But anyway, let's do the disclaimer. I'm a student. I love the markets. This is not financial advice. I'm not recommending or selling any investments. Do your homework before you invest. Um, always do your homework. Uh, I'm not liable for anything. You know, if you go out and you do trades, like I'm not giving out advice. So why would you listen to me? Uh, do whatever you want. Uh, yeah, you can, every things, uh, every trade, you know, every anything you do, subject to profit and loss. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. So today, the market was actually up. Uh, Nasdaq was up, and the Russ everything was up except the small caps, pretty much. Uh, the small caps were down. Let's see here. Gotta check. Yeah, and down 91 bips. NASDAQ up 23, uh, 1.23 uh, percent. Sorry. Dow down 32 bips. S&P up 70 percent. Apple, uh, I don't know why. Apple's just after S&P, so it's up 2.83 if anyone is curious. I think I just saw that volatility spiked into the close. Nope. No, I didn't. I, I saw something else. It was a different company. My bad. Um, but yeah, anyway... So I wasn't really following it too too heavy, but I do know that the rates came down quite a bit. I did see that overnight last night, which was you know interesting as ever to see. And um, you know, I I I the podcast from Friday was not not the best. I'm not gonna I'm gonna admit it, but like it, it's whatever. Anyway, so like I want to like, and I didn't really get into the SLR ratio, like what the supplementary supplemental supper supplementary leverage ratio, uh, the Fed lifting that. It, uh, not in choosing to renew it, like what that is, like what what even does it mean? And so basically, uh, yeah, I want to like explain that, then dig up some information I found, go over the basic economic news. I'll go over the stocks right now, but then I'm gonna get into the SLR, um, what it means, the economic data that came out today, and just some of the news that I've been watching, paying attention to. So you know, I wasn't really following the markets too heavy today, but you know the yields were down. And so pretty much like as they went lower, stocks edged to higher. Um, one thing that was weird is you know gold, gold GDX not really moving too heavy heavily out there. Like TLT was up one percent. Gold didn't really move. Well, I mean, sorry, the price of gold did. The price of gold did. But as in the GDX and the gold miners, they weren't really following with them. 
Um, volatility got hammered down 9% today. Market was only up 1%, so a little, little interesting there. Um, you know, HYG, LQD up on the day. As I said, treasuries were down, the 30-year down 2.77%. That's the 30-year yield. And the five-year yield down 2.38. So, you know, markets didn't have a nice day off of that especially in the kind of environment that we're in right now where everyone's ha having these inflation fears. What is um, really interesting to see is, you know, the regional banking ETF is down 3.15%. You know, banks are uh, not liking this news, and they're not like to, not liking to see rates going down uh, so much, and they're going to continue probably. And I'll, I'll give you my little thesis behind that, uh, well, why you could could potentially see that. Uh, or they could keep going higher, but either way, I'm short the banks. And, you know, the, see, the XLF, which is bigger banks, uh, J.P. Morgan and such, they're uh, down 1.2, J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, those kind of banks, down 1.29 versus the regionals, down 3%. Um, yeah, I, the regional banks cannot function under under um, negative rates. And, you know, I don't know if I talked about this last week, repo rates went negative, I mean, honestly, tonight I do not have enough time to get into the repo rates, and I pro I'm gonna take, I'm gonna try to get it in tomorrow or one of these podcasts. Yeah, it's the repo rates are are negative, and so basically, if you have your if you're storing cash in a bank, they're encouraged to just uh, lend out your instead of earning interest on the money you have in the bank, the bank will take your money. You'll, they'll charge you to hold your cash. So, you know, that creates a lot of economic problems. Um, that's like a simplified version of it, but it's way deeper than that. Um, way deeper than that because there's so many um, issues in our banking system right now. Well, I mean, going on because of, because of the Fed manipulating the market. Not saying the system's broken. Just the, the Fed manipulating the market is uh, created. It's not, a free mar it's not a free market, and the market's jacked up because of it. I mean, that's just what I'm seeing. Um, and anyway, so... Yeah, I'll just go through the stocks. We'll get into the SLR, the f the information, um, and uh, yeah. Anyway, let's get after it. So um, yeah, gold down one point one eight percent. You know, I mean, you always got. I mean, I honestly like. I'm just gonna talk about gold all the time. Like, I just love. The, I love gold, and you know, gold. You all, it's gonna be a corporate holding and portfolio. I was watching a lady talk about holding physical silver, physical gold. And uh, I think I gotta start doing that. Like, uh, you know, income's coming back in because we got the job and working at the ad agency. But uh, no, Lionheim Media is an ad rep. But like, basically, you know, that income. Like, I think the next, the first paycheck I get from there, I'm gonna buy some silver. Um, so yeah, I don't know. A little side note there. Okay, SH, you know, down 88 bips. Still got that position in there. You know, we're holding. Why not the dollar cost average SH instead of SPY? You know, if these these. Uh, Retail traders keep coming in and buying, you know, the, if the big boys start buying too. Banks down 1.29%, technology up 1.97%. You know, TLT, 20-year treasury bond, I'm a holder of that, uh, up 1.12%. Sorry, I can't talk. And, you know, I think that, you know, this thing is just something I'm holding on to. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, I'll give a little thesis of why the bank, the TLT and the bonds could actually... In, everyone thinks that they're just gonna de you know snap because you know the banks are gonna have to sell off a bunch of treasuries but you know I'm gonna argue with you I don't know how how much of that that is true with the Fed with the, all these banks owning like such crazy amounts of securities that they're gonna have to sell off so well I'll get into that in a second um, 
Sorry about that. Um, XLE down 1%. Um, you know, for the market pretty much the last half hour sold off really hard. As Tesla, it went from in the last hours went down 25 points, 697, 692 to 670 in like the last uh, yeah last hour. So it feels finished up on the day for Tesla up two percent. Um, let's see here, marijuana down 1.76 percent. Um, let's see, pave the infrastructure index down 29 bips. You know, no, not not really a lot of movement there. Uh, I want to talk about Fortuna Silver Mines. <laughs> people, people who follow uh, mining companies, you know who that is. Freaking, I, I used to I used to own these bad boys, but I dumped out, and luck, lucky I did. I stopped, you know, there's like when these these crazy squeezes going on, and they try to squeeze silver, it just popped, and I'm like, oh, I need to dump this. And you know, after looking at F, uh, Fortuna Silver Mines. Uh, balance sheet my friend matt and i were just like nah we don't like this thing um there's better miners okay copper i don't know sorry for the side side notes there copper up 69 bips let's go um and then yeah bitcoin down 7.65 percent uh riot blockchain down at 3.59 percent i don't know if i put this into my notes here i don't think i did i really want to pull up the exact quote um yeah no i so basically today powell said that bitcoin is more of a speculative investment and it can't hold value over long term term time because it's so volatile but i want to get the exact quote for you um so let me see here bitcoin powell i mean this is kind of an i'm like to do my own jamie right now if you watch joe rogan bitcoin won't replace the dollar because it's too too volatile powell says you know the fed is going to implement a digital dollar at some point you know is that good for bitcoin people say yes i don't really know that's why you got to have a small exposure to it not recommending or anything i'm saying that's what i do but you know i still have my cardano i'm holding that i mean i bought cardano i sold my stellar and i converted some to cash but like cardano like i was i could have sold for a massive gain of about like 30 percent the other day and i just decided to hodl and uh yeah look where hodling got me but uh no big deal you know oh did i just no i didn't do that okay sorry uh so anyway yeah that's my little card to bitcoin cryptocurrency update yeah riot blockchain is getting actually absolutely killed down about yeah 7.65 percent on the day 3.59 after hours in bitcoin right now we're trading probably about yeah 54k down four percent on the day and uh yeah so that's that's our crypto news not a good not look i mean crypto obviously you know i'm just giving you the update there jo actually a beast up 1.18 percent i didn't go over corn soybeans did i no i didn't uh yeah soybeans up five bips we got 33 bips corn up 47 bips you know the agriculture if there's this little liquidity crunch well not crunch uh, yeah crunch or liquidity there's not enough liquidity out there problems in, within the system you know these things are going to suffer uh you know coffee will as well i believe so you know it's 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 really no big deal i mean it, i mean obviously it's a big deal when you don't when you see your investment go down but um i mean i still own my coffee and you know i'll probably i'll probably end up buying more at a lower price but it's no big deal because you know it, it, there's going to be a turning point and infl- this massive money that is being injected in the economy like it's just massive deflationary spiral now but if it, if P, if they change away and people start spending money and, and the economy were to come back, like the amount of paper that's out there would just cripple the system. Um, so yeah, that's that's my that's what I think at least. 
Okay, GME, GameStop up uh sorry, down two point nine percent. I don't even go I haven't I didn't even go on the Wall Street Bets Wall Street Bets Reddit this weekend, so I couldn't tell you what's going on, what the word is there. But you know, I mean crazy price action as always. Open at two oh five, high was two ten, low one eighty six, we finish at one ninety four. So uh, you know, hope the best for these guys, but uh, you know, just be careful out there. It's a dangerous game. AMC down 10%, after hours down 2.75%. Same thing with AMC, but, uh, you know, it's always fun to watch. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be checking the, the Reddit uh, later tonight, so maybe tomorrow I'll have some updates for you guys. Emerging markets, actually. Nice price action there. Uh, we fit, you know, it's probably because the yields came down today. Um, we're down 30 bips. Um, and so, yes, that's what we got going on there. Uh, corporate bonds down 36 bips you know some selling going into the close but that was pretty much everything there hyg high yield bonds up uh 36 bips i mean you know still absolutely hammered on the year but uh you know eking out some decent gains right now russell 2k as i said down 91 bips you know weird divergence here russell down one percent and you know the nasdaq up one percent you know, is there liquidity problems in the market? Everyone's just investing in NASDAQ, not small cap companies. Very low volume day. You know, Russell's hammered. Dow's up 32%. 32 bips, sorry. S&P's up 70 bips. Is there something wrong? I don't know. Sound, sounds like something's happening under the table. Uh, ARK Fintech, uh, ARK, Innova- sorry, ARK Innovation up 1.93%, and Uranium flat on the day at zero bips. So that is the market recap for today. I was not following the price action as hard as I usually do. So tomorrow tomorrow I have to study for my flight uh, my flight test. But on what, the rest of the week, you know, I'll be, I'll be behind the computers. So... Uh, but I'll always be following the news. You know, I got so much on my uh, on my mind. Right? I'm just looking at these macro things that are really concerning me. Now, I'm more concerned about the economic news that's coming out, quite frankly. And you know, I re- I opened up my computer this morning and I saw this uh, big, big uh, headline. It said New Jersey pause reopening, and then I see the whole thing about Paris and all these countries shutting down and pa- Paris shutting down, and you know. AstraZeneca vaccines having problems in Europe's going to have problems reopening probably because of this. So, you know, that's going to cause like tensions, problems in the economic uh, recovery here that we're all trying to stage is global recovery. And so, you know, that's like a headwind. You know, every the central bank thinks, you know, situations are all dandy. But, you know, if Europe's taking a hit, you know, they're going to shut down, you know, it's going to affect us too. So that's something to have in the back of your mind. You know, I saw New Jersey pauses reopening. It's like, Okay, if New Jersey's doing this, then, you know, most states will probably start doing, well, not most states, we'll see, but, uh, you know, just interesting things, interesting, interesting things to see out there, and I saw uh, a quote from the Bank of, Bank of England, this is what they said, if inflation outlook weakens, MPC, uh, their central bank, uh, is ready to take action, uh, I said recent news in the near term has been positive and you know the Fed saying the same thing I'm pretty sure well that's how I'm interpreting it you know Powell's saying you know inflation is transitory it's here in the near term but in the long term we don't see it being a problem and you know what that says to me is okay this whole deflation idea is is like it's on to something and you know all these 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 numbers that are coming out for February are just awful and you have to think like 
a little bit of correlation. Like, is there even going to be, you know, there's food inflation, there's oil inflation going on right now. And, you know, I know I said, you know, food inflation isn't a thing. And, you know, to some extent, like, you know, to 100%, like, yeah, food inflation is inflation. But I think within the stock market, you know, food and in, food inflation, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's not affecting a stock market in that way. I really did just would destroy people who go, inflation is inflation, and inflation is here, and it's going to be a problem. But I feel like the pro- the problem right now is a lot more deflationary. So these increases and these big increases in food prices, the big increases in gas prices are, are, he- are here to stay. And because the prices fell um, just by a crazy, crazy, crazy amount last year, that it's you're noticing it a lot more. And, um, I mean, that's just, that's just a, a thought that I'm, I'm beginning to have, but that's, that's all things aside. And so what I'm saying is, you know, if the fed thinks that there's, you know, it's still, we're still in an inflationary kind of period here, you know, repo rates going negative. Like if rates are going negative constantly, that's the sign we're in a deflationary spiral. You know, we haven't had been able to get interest rates up for a long time since about 2011, 2008. Um, and there's big fear about inflation from QE. You know, there never was that inflation from QE. Um, and, and, and I mean, there, yes, the dollar's gone down in value for sure, for sure, for sure. But, you know, from these crazy, you didn't really see it. Um, and, and, and in my, in my opinion, you know, the, if the, according to CPI, according to CPI, let me, let me rephrase that according to CPI. And so if the inflation out, outlook's weakening, the, they're going to try to do, more QE to stimulate uh, the economy. The problem is, is if you go look up the M2 chart, M2 velocity, and you overlay it over the M2 money stock, um, you know, money money supply goes up drastically, and M2 continues to go down. It's 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 quite crazy to me, and um, and if you overlay the increase in money supply, and you overlay like the debt, the long term debt chart over the of the U.S. as the debt, uh, as the money supply, sorry, where's this chart that I had? Right. As the debt increases, um, you see the money velocity, sorry, I said money stock, sorry, the money, money velocity over the public debt. When the public debt increases drastically, the money velocity goes down drastically. Therefore, I'm coming to this whole conclusion that debt is deflationary. And so, you know, is even QE solving the problem? I don't think so because it's going to perpetuate this spiral we're in. Just a thought there. And so, you know, you're just going to, it's just going to keep going on. It can't end. And when it ends, the whole thing falls through. And, you know, right now we're seeing the feds not doing any more QE. In fact, what they do, they cut the supplementary leverage ratio. Oh no. So what is the supplementary leverage ratio? Basically, it's the amount of reserves that affect, that the banks need to have in their in their um, in their accounts. Um, sorry, in in their holding in their deposits. So basically, the formula for it. I'm just like going through the technicals here. It's tier one capital, and it's basically this like mass. Uh, tier one capital is like. I'll give you the technical definition because like I just think you guys should know it, but. Um, like it's very complicated. It's pretty just. It's like basically their total their total equity, pretty much. It's just their total equity, pretty much. What they have in deposits, and then their total leverage is their. So it's their total equity divided by their total leverage, um, 
both on and off balance sheets, uh, such as counter derivatives, clear derivatives, repo style transaction, and other balance sheet offset balance sheet exposures. You know, QE uh, buying you banks buying treasuries. That's you know off the, off the balance sheet. And so, if they got to start including these treasury purchases, then people have this whole, whole huge fear that you know all banks are going to sell their treasuries and stuff. And so I'm like, huh, okay. All right, let's look at the data. So I pulled up the whole banking data, you know, the Fed balance sheet. Uh, sorry, I have like 100 tabs open, so I got to find this thing. Um, okay, where? Repo rate, repo rate. All right, perfect. Here, assets and liabilities of commercial banks in the U.S. So if we go look here at uh, February 2020, right before the whole Ronski happened, uh, you know, the treasury, the holdings of commercial banks and treasuries, you know, this is in billions of dollars, 3,036.6. You go to March 10th, we're at 3,897. And then, so you're like, okay, they've gone, they've gone up throughout the year, you know, okay, but they've all gone up together. Like, have they been buying like an absurd amount? And, um, you know, if you, you know, you've seen this massive sell off in treasuries over the past month, um, and you go, you, you go, you go look at this, uh, just January uh, 2021, how many did they have? 3,825. What do they have now? 3,897. So the commercial banks are, are not buying, they're not selling all their treasuries. They haven't been doing so right now. And so, so a thought like that I'm having is, are, well, you're going to start dumping them now and, 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 and forfeit this whole SLR thing? Um, I have no idea. Like, I'm just looking at it, and, like, it's, I'm confused as, as anyone. You know, if you look at assets and liability, they've, they, they've actually been increasing their amount of treasury purchases, and you're not selling. You know, they're still in this place. So that, that is confusing me. The banks are not selling. So, so who is? I don't know. There's a lot of shorts out here on these things. I don't, I don't really know. Is, there, is, is inflation being priced in? And so... Interesting, interesting thing to see there. And so I also want to talk about, you know, compare the leverage ratio from Q4 2019 to Q4 now. And so the highest leverage ratio in you know this is before the the, the banks. No, sorry. Uh, this uh, oh, I didn't even tell you guys what the SLR like requirements are originally, did I? Because I pulled up the wrong sheet. Sorry. Um, Yeah, so the, basically the SLR, it requires uh, the banks to hold a minimum of 3% measured against their total leverage exposure with the more stringent requirements for the largest and most systemic uh, financial institutions. The change would temporarily de- uh, decrease tier one capital requirements of holding companies by approximately 2% in aggregate, according to Fed. So basically, you got to have about 5% uh, list, like the leverage ratio is about 5%. You know, you get rewarded if you have a lower one. Q4 2019, before this was in place, you know, Charles Schwab had the highest at 13.52%. Ally Financial, 12.53. And we go to the chart now, Schwab's at 13. Ally's at 13. You know, all these banks, have, and this is, you know, Q4, sorry, uh, 2020 Q3. They don't have the 2020 Q4 data. And so, you know, the leverage ratio, the leverage is not increasing drastically at all. Um, which is, which is like, okay, that, that, so who, so who's been buying these treasuries the whole time? The fed, like the, the fed has been buying them. Why is, why are the price of treasury? Who, who wants to buy them? The banks and the fed, no one else. Um, 
So, you know, there's no demand for these, for these treasuries creates, creates a problem. Then I started to go look at these, you know, U.S. short-term whole funding, uh, wholesale funding. So this is basically how much like funding a bank has in their like, credit facilities and such, right? So I got a Q4, sorry, Q, uh, 2020 Q3, and you know the banks, the highest was Deu- uh, DBUSA, it's Deutsche Bank, one twenty one one three, and you know in uh, 2019 Q3 a year ago it was at uh, one nineteen. So. Oh, wow. I was looking at the wrong one. Huh. Huh. If you got it, see, yeah. Well, I guess Deutsche Bank actually increased them, which is, which is, which is good to see, actually. But if you look at, like, Barclays, it's down from 86 to 80. You look at Morgan Stanley, it's from 82 to 78. <laughs> uh, you look at Credit Suisse, it's from 70 to uh 64 ubs it's from 50 sorry 64 here to uh 58 so you know there's some credit issues and this is from q3 uh 2020 no i don't have the best data out here okay so there's you know problems brewing in the system that's what i'm trying to point out you know i can't even crack this whole treasury thing who's buying them what banks they're increasing their balance sheet like and you know it's not showing up on their leverage so you know what's the selling and buyer rates rising you know inflation is coming you know, those those expectations are they wrong you know people expect all these banks to start selling their treasuries that but they have they haven't been leveraging up on them so if anything they like well. They probably won't buy as much as they used to. So the Fed's gonna have to come and step in. And um, but they, the Fed said they're only gonna buy eighty billion in assets, right? Uh, in treasuries and forty in MBS. So you know we're gonna see at these auctions coming up next week. We got a uh, this week. Sorry, I should say we got the five year and seven year coming up. The two year uh, notes are tomorrow. So be watching out for that. But, you know, if these banks, you know, they can't, they can't buy a bunch more, but, you know, they haven't been selling them. That's what people have been saying. But they're not going to be able to buy more. And so the Fed, they're only giving, 80, they're only giving $120 billion in QE right now. So basically, where is this demand going to be? And so, yeah, rates will probably take a hit um, and, and yields will go up. But, you know, once it reverses course, it's going to be a crazy reverse course because the Fed's going to do even more QE. They're going to bring back the SLR. In fa- this is pretty much a tightening by the Fed, a tightening move. And instead of this easy policy we're doing, no, they're tightening up. They're making it harder to get this money. And so, you know, it's going to cause problems. And, you know, the Powell, Powell will uh, pivot. And, you know, this is why I'm seeing there's, there's cracks in the market. And, you know, I'm going to give you the home sales number down 6.6% in February versus estimated 3.3. I'm pretty sure it was 3.3. Uh, I know it was down 6.6. Estimated is around 3%. And so existing home, no people, so there's no sales. And so you see the housing starts down 10% in February. The, uh, this is not a fluke. This is There's problems in the housing, but the prices keep skyrocketing. But, you know, the sales are going down. Um, yeah, the system's broken. Um, and you know, as the sales go down, the price is going to come down with it and it'll plummet and bring everything else down with it. Um, you know, you still got to count in account for these forbearances in, in during the COVID crisis, you know, let's say 20 people, it's like that they have to evict 20% of the people. Uh, you know, that's a high number, but 
say your landlord and you know 80 percent paying but 20 percent isn't that's still a 20 percent revenue cut and place is worthless just sitting there it's been wasted for a year okay then you also so you got that you know massive problems in the housing uh, housing market especially if you get this more if you get the yields keep rising then no one's going to keep buying houses they're like i mean people are just not the mortgage is gonna be too much and you know these rates are gonna be awful and so it's going to impact the market slow it down and you know that'll just cause price to puke on itself you look at the fed national activity index the cfna February reading was negative 0.01. First time we're negative since March last since uh yeah the whole COVID pandemic you know March February April, um and so you're like okay well like this is just like you know data from February we had that winter storm, yeah the three month moving average is negative 0.02. We're seeing a slowdown here, and Powell's gonna be talking tomorrow. And, you know, I think this is showing that they're in, you know, the credit, the credit, you know, it's the data is a little way lagging and all this stuff. But, you know, credit's going down the amount of credit banks have. Um, so you see a little liquidity crisis, little March panic like last year. I'm thinking don't discount it. Don't discount it. Um, I'm keeping all my positions the same. I'm trying to figure out this negative repo thing, figure out what it's telling me. Um, and, you know. It sounds like a liquidity problem. It sounds like a liquidity problem. And, you know, the Fed is going to have to do more QE. And they're not. They're just going to wait until the market doesn't like it, uh, like what they're seeing. And, you know, you could see that soon. You could not because um, you, could, you, you might not see it. But it's, it's going to happen. And, you know, yield, treasuries are actually going up right now. You know, yields are coming down overnight. But, you know, one thing that I was looking at, because I, I like to see, like, okay, well, then maybe higher rates are a good thing, are a good thing for the market. Like, if, no, sorry, lower, like, low rates are a good thing for the market. We'll go off to the races. Well, if you look at the last time that yields just fall off, fall, every time yields fall off a cliff, it's in the middle of, like, a financial, huge financial meltdown, huge deflationary crisis. And... So that's not a good thing. The, the SLR is not really tightening. It's doing the exact opposite the Fed wanted. You know, people are going into the bond market because they're scared and nervous. You know, there's a flock to safety. They're storing up treasuries. So maybe the Fed wants this to happen. You know, they want to do a little operation twist because the short end's been going down. So they want the long end to go up. They're forcing people to go buy in because they know the market will freak out. Therefore, they don't have to come in and do QE. Huh. That could be a possibility. But the whole thing is, is like, if you, if rates just, if yields just fall out of the sky, um, you know that's not a necessarily a good thing for the market. And you know people have to understand that. Go look in March, February twenty twenty, yields fall off a cliff. You go look at March two thousand eight. You go look at two thousand one. I mean, it, 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 they fall off a cliff, and that's a sign of de- massive deflation. So, um, be careful about that. Be smart. Cash. But not making recommendations. Love gold as always, but you know I'm just I I don't see any reason to be going in and buying right now, um, until I, until I figure out what's going on behind the scenes. Lots of plumbing problems as always. You know this is probably a dark one, but uh, you know it's just it's just puzzle. The market is puzzling me. It's really really puzzling me. And you know for amount of as amount of, as 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 amount as happy and like positive and you know bullish as everyone is, you know, I think that. Uh, 
you know, there's a lot of things going on beneath the surface that no one has any idea about, except these uh, big central bankers, you know, the big, you know, the big banks, they know, well, like, I'm not even calling them out, but like, they, you know, they're in the banking system, they clearly know more, a lot more than us, what's going on behind the scenes, you know, so that's why we got to be got to be searching for it and trying to figure it out. Because, you know, this is unprecedented times you know, for monetary from monetary policy standpoint. You know, you know these rates are just so crazy low. We've never seen anything like it, and so the people who are running it don't even know what they're talking about. I would say, because you haven't seen it. You've seen it in Japan, in Europe. It happened like what five, ten years? No, five, it happened like twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. So about okay, I can't do math. Six, seven years ago. Um, so interesting things there. Powell's testifying tomorrow. I will be tuned in for that. And so I will have a great podcast for you guys and what happened. And, you know, futures are on the red right now. But, uh, you know, they're only down 10 bips, so I can't get too excited. But uh, I'm not excited because the market is crash is gonna, is going down and not even crashing. It. I'm not like it's not a good thing the market's in the red, but there's no reason to be buying. So, yeah, anyway, have a good one, guys. Thanks for listening.